I'm here in Miami for Art Basel, tons of beautiful art and people. On my way home from an art show, I walked by this art studio, Robo Hood, with gorgeous color and design. Had to stop inside. It should have been obvious by the name, but I was very surprised to find that all of the pieces were made in some way by a robot. I had to learn more. I asked the studio artist if she'd like to appear on my podcast, and she said yes. Here I am in the studio with Crystal Joint. So, welcome to my podcast, Crystal. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, tell me your story. What is your relationship to art, and how did you get involved in the AI art space? I've always been an artist. I'm an artist with ADD, so I can't focus on one thing. That means I do a lot of mixed media in many different ways. I do painting, videography, graphic design. So a friend actually recommended me for this position as an artist for Robohood. They were looking for someone to make paintings and to have an artistic eye in the process. And it really is an amazing fit for me because I have so many ideas of things that I want to try with the robot, maybe things that I aren't able to paint myself that I've always wanted to get an idea across. So I'm really excited to continue this journey working with the robot. So how long have you been with the studio? And by the way, in your role here, would you consider yourself more of an artist or a designer? So I've been working with Robohood for about six months, and I'd say a little bit of both. I get to, as an artist, carry out my ideas. So I've been, for example, working on a collection where I do the lyrics and the background of the canvas and then have the robot paint the portrait of the pop artist above the lyrics. And this is a tribute to my childhood where I would sit and draw the lyrics to some of my favorite songs that were just repeating in my head. I would do it on paper and rather than using a bunch of paper, I would find any more white left on the page and just write smaller and smaller. I've been wanting for a while to carry out a collection that I can tribute to my childhood self, and I just really haven't gotten around to it. So that's something that I'm doing right now with the robot and then with the addition of the portrait on top that, you know, I'm not very good at painting portraits. So as an artist, I'm able to, you know, do those ideas. And then as a designer, if someone wants a custom painting or one of their ideas carried out, then I'm able to still use my artistic eye to help them make sure that it comes out as best as possible. That was actually the piece I noticed when I walked in, the portrait with the artist's lyrics behind it. I'm going to be totally honest. I would not have been able to tell it was AI generated because the way you write matched the way the painting looked. There was not really a mismatch in design or in style. So can you tell me, how is that possible? How does your technology work? How innovative is it? How rare is it? How expensive is it? That was a lot of questions. So if you want to pick like one or two, I'm just really curious. So the company ourselves or startup, so we've been around for about a year. There are some other robotic painting companies that have come about within the last year or two as well. They all have a different style in the way that the robots paint, unique due to their algorithms. So our process, our software is you input the image and then our algorithm translates the image into brushstrokes. And then before it does that, we have the luxuries of playing with different styles to choose from, different palettes, lots of settings to play with. If you'd like to purchase a robot, it's 15000 
or you can rent the robot for a month for 800 if you'd like to just create in your own home. And the robot itself, though, is just a manufactured robot. There's other applications for it. It can also bartend. There's other industrial applications which are in our software. So our software is just put into the robot. There's other companies who make robots who do the same functions as ours, in which case you can put our software into those robots as well if someone had another robot. So this robot could theoretically paint me and then mix me an espresso martini? Yes, if you had both applications, yeah, you can most definitely do that. Maybe in the future, these robots might be in many people's homes with many different applications that you just calibrate it to whatever you'd like it to pick up or move. So this robot can paint me and mix a drink and potentially even barista. It really is replacing artists. That is generally those three activities. I feel like all of the artists I know, that's what they do. They have a day job or a night job and they use their free time to make art. Very interesting. So you joined about six months ago, but the studio has been around for about a year. Were they just winging it without an artist, or was there someone here before you? Can you tell me about the process of bringing you on and why they decided to finally incorporate a real-life artist? So prior to me starting for the company, they did have other artists as well. I'm not the only artist for them now. They definitely need someone with an artistic eye to observe all the settings and styles and make sure that the palette, the lighting, and everything comes out looking well in the end. And, you know, just real quick to go back to what you were saying before as far as it replacing artists, I would never say that it's ever going to replace artists, you know, in the same way that the robot can be a barista, even if there's a coffee shop that's all just robots in there serving coffee. I think a lot of us are still going to end up going to a coffee shop where there's a live person that can serve us, you know, on days that we're wanting that human interaction and connection. And that's just something that maybe you can't really get from a robot. And, you know, maybe in another coffee shop, there could be a real life barista and the robot is just doing the monotonous task for them. So you still have that human connection with the barista and yet, you know, maybe steaming the milk or something like that is being done by an assistant. I like to look at it the same way with the robot. You know, it can do an outline of someone's face or a building and the artist can paint in the color or the artist can do layers. There's plenty of ways to collaborate still with the robot and make it yours. Real quick, I have a question about that. How important do you think the artist's disposition and personality will become once AI-generated art becomes prolific and everywhere? The dark brooding artist, is that going to be possible in our modern world or is the artist going to have to be cheerful and will people need to want to be around him or her or them for their art to be valuable? Essentially what I'm asking is, so right now if I buy a painting, I care about how beautiful it is. I'm not so concerned with how the artist talks to me or is around me. I don't really mind if they're quiet and dark and brooding and cold. In this modern world, how important is the artist's personality going to become? It's no longer enough just to stand behind your work, right? Do you feel like they're going to have to create more of a persona to get people invested in them and wanting to buy their work? I think with all art from the buyer's perspective or the viewer's perspective, it's about how the art makes you feel. 
and same for the artist and the creation process, how they feel in expressing themselves. And I think that in any art, you really just need the artist to feel that they were able to express themselves and that they enjoy their piece, you know, whether anyone else enjoys it. And hopefully, you know, there's that one person in the world who does resonate with it and might want to purchase it. I think with this technology that there's a lot of people who maybe feel stuck in an artistic way or maybe I've always wanted to try something and just never gotten around to it or didn't have the time. And this gives them the opportunity to express themselves in this new way. I love that. That's super interesting. Speaking of person-to-person connection and who the art resonates with, what does the audience for RoboHood look like? Who is buying your art? To be entirely honest, when I first started with the company, their marketing strategy was very much the robot makes art and, you know, look what the robot can do. And it had very little human element to the advertising and coming in as the artist with ideas that I wanted to create, you know, and applying to exhibitions and things like that. And then, of course, they ask, who's the artist? And... You know, it was a bit difficult to just say before a robot, you know, a robot is the artist here because it's really not true. And every piece that was made, you know, had an artist create it, but maybe their intention behind it wasn't their idea or something that they were excited to create. So since then, our entire company has redirected towards collaborating with artists and we find that every person that approaches the technology has unique and different ideas that nobody else has thought of yet to try with it. So we find definitely a lot of the artist collaboration pieces have been selling a lot more. People really appreciate that intersection with the technology and an artist. So just to make sure I have it right, it sounds like you're selling more pieces that people are commissioning. They're coming in with an image of what they want something to look like, and those are the paintings that have been selling. Is that right? A little bit of both. So yeah, so either a custom painting, so something that someone wants to commemorate, you know, like a photo of themselves or their family, or artist collaboration piece. So an artist either had an idea of something that they wanted to do with certain layers, or maybe the robot is duplicating their artwork in some way, or they did a new representation of something they've created already, and those have been really popular. Very neat. All right, how much does a painting typically sell for? How much are people willing to pay for art that has been AI-generated in some way? So everything that's sold so far has been between $80 to about $600, the range of everything that's sold so far. That is quite impressive. I'm just curious, how have you seen sales evolve since starting here? Has the demographic of people who buy them, has that changed? Have you been able to sell increasingly more expensive items or is it just kind of been a roller coaster, like up and down? Just curious. So we've had a really slow start. The company's only been around for about a year right now, so it's a little hard to say with those timeframes. But in the beginning, things were very slow. We're trying to open people's minds and break the perceptions that this will never replace an artist and move that fear from people. And once you get past that fear and are able to really think of all the possibilities that this opens up, 
which I think that's what we've been doing over this past year. About when I started six months ago is when sales have really begun. And only within the last month or so, things are really starting to take off. Artists with ideas and people who are very excited. You know, even one of our founders has hand tremors. And that was a bit related to the conception of the product. She wanted to always create certain paintings and wasn't able to with her physical disability. Even with that in mind as well, there's just so many doors that this can open for so many people. And I think as that's starting to settle in everyone's minds and everyone's starting to find out about it, it's going to take off even more. So because of your robot, by the way, I keep calling it the robot. I want to know if it has a name. So the robot has made it so an artist with hand tremors can make art that maybe it would take her longer to do. Or just not able to at all, you know, with the brush moving so much. And yes, I call it the robot a lot too. I think someone named it Pablo the other day or, <laughs> or Robohead. Pablo, the robot, Robohead, by any name, everything it makes seems to be beautiful. How long did it take for Robo? I'm just going to call it the robot. I like that. It sounds picturesque, the robot. How long did it take the robot to get trained into making this absolutely gorgeous art? I mean, I've seen AI-generated art online, and it doesn't look unique, right? All of the art I've seen online, it looks boring. It looks impersonal. The art here is layered. It's beautiful. It's something that, honestly, I thought a real human made. How was that process of training it? How long did that take? And where do you think it's going to go from here? So I'm not entirely sure how long it took them to develop the algorithm and the software. They're constantly still working on it. They come out with an update about every two weeks, and it's really exciting seeing whatever's updated to either be more efficient or more things to play with. Where is it going to go from here? Well, with the constant updates, and we even would love to eventually make it open source so that anyone can, if they have an idea for a style, like, for example, calligraphy, I think would be cool. That's something that once we make it open source, then anyone can code their own style to try with it. So it's only going to grow from here with all of the updates and with more minds who approach it and think of something else to do with it. You know, we can create on clothing. We can do in blacklight. We can go on wood. And there's so many things that I haven't even gotten to try with it yet. How will you differentiate yourself as a studio once everyone can use this technology? So our main product really is the software that translates the image into the brushstrokes. So it's still very unique. All right. So I feel like I have a good sense of how you're going to differentiate yourself as more people develop similar technologies. I have to ask, what has the critical response to your art been? Has there been a lot of pushback? Yeah, there's most definitely been a lot of pushback. I run the social media for Robohood, and a lot of what I do for that is removing negative comments of people who do not agree with it or are shocked. And, you know, even I've had friends of mine that I post a video and they're, you know, cursing and saying that's not art. And I'm not offended by that when I see it, because originally when I first approached the technology, I was a bit apprehensive as well, feeling like it takes away from artists. And the longer that I'm around it, the more I've realized how untrue that is and how it really can be a, a tool just for artists. 
And the comment of that's not art, you know, what I'm right the second I'm, you know, making the whole collection, like how I explained to you, and I'm putting a lot of work into it. And there's a lot of design going into the image that the robot ends up painting, as well as what I paint along with the robot myself. So what I'm creating is most definitely art. And, you know, it's my art and something that I'm passionate about and feel amazing to be able to express it and express a moment in time to my childhood and to something that I enjoy. And this piece that I'm even creating right now, I wanted to make something similar at home and I started it maybe a few years ago and never finished it. I just had the lyrics painted in the corner of a canvas and never got around to finishing it. So now having this really sped up the process and got me to finally creating it. Crystal, your friends swear at you about your art. I don't think you should laugh. That's not funny. They're, that's mean. You're a great artist. Your art is beautiful. How does it make you feel? On the video that I'm referencing, it was difficult to tell that it was my art. You know, it was just me standing in front of a table with the robot painting. And they're like, what is that in the background? Then they just see it painting a painting. And from that perspective, maybe they think the robot decided to paint this painting and it's not by any human influence. But I then explained what it's creating and my piece in helping it and how it is my art. And I didn't get much <laughs> response back from them then. Maybe they felt bad for sure. Yeah, I couldn't imagine anyone swearing or insulting you. You're so sweet. I wouldn't say that they were cursing at me or realizing in any way that they were cursing my art. They were saying that's not art, cursing the technology. I'm honestly, I'm used to that response from a lot of people who see it. It's shocking. And, you know, there's AI helping us in so many other ways in our lives right now that maybe those go a little more or less noticed in ways that are shortcuts, you know, to help us in our life. And I think this is something that instills a lot of emotion in people because, you know, art is emotional. And so this hits a little more personal for people because there's that emotional connection and feeling like a shortcut feels wrong to them. But anything that can help you to more quickly or more efficiently do something that you're trying to do is well, what our new technology is all about. Yes, I've noticed how people can get about robotic art and mid-journey. There are all these people on the internet, right? And they're so angry about the fact that people went to generate art through mid-journey. I am just going to go out on a limb and say most of these people that are generating art on mid-journey probably were not the original buyers for the illustrations and work of these artists. And it it makes me wonder, all right, so when Google Translate first came out, it effectively decimated the entire translation industry. I mean, when was the last time you hired someone to translate something into Spanish for you? No, you just go to Google Translate and you type it in and then you get it. Why do you think there has been so much more controversy around art and AI-generated art and not around automating truck drivers or translators or... I mean, I feel like there are a billion jobs that technology has wiped out. Why art? Why are people so upset about the potential of artists being replaced by technology? So again, I don't think the technology will ever replace an artist. I think it'll open up more doors, but never replace. I think that an artist who is really developed in their skill, a painter, I think 
they might be a bit more apprehensive about this technology because they put so much work into developing that skill and they might feel like maybe it's not fair that someone can paint something maybe at least similar without having that same work that they put into it. But just as you see everything that's AI done nowadays, that it, it could never duplicate true skill of a human, that there's even computer flaws and, you know, it doesn't have the same vision as our brains. And an artist can do something entirely more elevated than any creativity related thing that a AI can do. So you don't believe there's any point in the future where AI will fully replace artists? You think human skill and creativity will always be better than what technology can do? So I think every new technology is just going to be a tool for people to increase their speed on everything that they do. So you think that we will always value human creativity when it comes to art? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think that with so much new technology now that is related to art, that there's definitely going to be a lot of a blend of art made using technology. But just as organic vegetables, we could say that something that's made entirely by a human maybe has more value now with all of these. So I think that maybe something that is entirely made by a human will have a lot more value now by not utilizing any AI or any technology that they can almost put a sticker on their work that this was entirely made by human and that we as humans will always appreciate that and see it, you know, just like vegetables. But with everything um, evolving with technology that it's inevitable the things that we will be able to create with it and we don't even know the direction of where it can all go um, I think someone told me the quote the other day of it's like the snake eating its tail analogy and I really resonate with that because we can ping pong back and forth with our creativity and with what the technology can do and just continue evolving and seeing what we can create with it. Snake eating its tail. We are going to come back to that. But that makes me think of one of my favorite books, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? In the book, real things or entities like animals have more value than robotic things. What do you think about that? And do you really think the same thing will happen with art? You say we'll value human pieces more. How will we even be able to tell that something is really human? Thinking of a band I liked a lot as a kid called the Archies. Found out as an adult, the Archies was actually, I don't remember if it was AI generated, but it certainly wasn't a band for swinging people. It was a record producer in his studio. How easy do you think humans are going to be tricked? How are we going to authenticate human art? And what is that world going to look like? This is a huge question, which is like you to tell me what you think it's going to look like and how you think we're going to interact in this space. I value human things more, but looking at this art in the studio, it looks human to me. If you slapped on a label and said, authenticated, this is made by a human, I would say, oh, okay, it's gorgeous. Yes, I'll buy it. How are you even going to tell? So I think that that question is going to come into play in a lot of industries coming up in the next few years. There's a lot of shortcuts coming out now with AI helping music and beats and reworking songs and so many things that I think just as we say humans are always going to value something that's entirely made by a human with full transparency, I think 
artists using technology can still get full support that, you know, as long as we know the process of how they created it and maybe what programs or what shortcuts they used, then we can still support it. I think it's going to be really important for artists to be fully transparent about their creation process and if they used any AI technology in their art. And for artists who aren't transparent about their work and maybe someone discovers that they did use some sort of technology or shortcut, then they're going to lose all of their trust from their following. And so I think that's something we're going to see in the next few years I don't know if they're going to create laws for it. I really think they should give credit, credit either to where it's coming from or their their process, just like the organic vegetables. Very interesting. What did you mean when you said snake eating its tail? I really love this analogy because, you know, we have created something and that's the one end, you know, is the technology. And then as the human end, we're able to interact with that technology and take it one step farther with our ideas. And as far as the eating the tail then would be, it's an ongoing back and forth process that we don't even know where it's going to end up. You say we don't know where it's going to end up. I read on your studio's website that you all believe we can either fear AI or handle it. Are those the only two options? Fear AI or find a way to harness it? Yeah, maybe a third option is to not utilize it at all. And then you might possibly either be left behind in your industry or will just be a specialty of someone who doesn't use any sort of shortcuts. But I think it's always good to explore all the different options that there could be something in it that can help you in what you already do. And maybe you haven't thought of it yet until you open your mind and and explore it a little bit. For people who are afraid of it, I mean, I, you know, have met a lot of illustrators who are not fans of it. How would you recommend illustrators adapt to the current landscape? What should they do to stay valuable and desirable to the job market? So I think current illustrators should either open up and decide to use new technology and at least explore it to see if there's any piece of it that can work for them. When I'm making a painting, I really think that the third time that I paint it is usually what I'm happy with. You know, the first time I make a bunch of mistakes, the second time I fix the first ones, and the third time I finally fix everything that I saw and I'm happy with the piece. And, you know, using something like this, maybe I could test out certain ideas. And when I finally get to something that I like, then recreate it myself in a larger piece. So, you know, and that's an entirely different application that one might think of. And that's still a way that an artist can utilize it and elevate their work. And then if you're not going to explore it and you don't want to explore new technologies and just stick in what you've already developed in your skill, then I think it would be important for those people to showcase their creative process, especially if it was all done by hand. I think people would really enjoy seeing to build that trust factor and knowing that everything they created was done by hand and it can add even more value to their work. Why do you think people get so angry? I know I asked this in a different way earlier. Why do you think people get so angry about AI-generated art? What is it about the human psyche that feels the need for art itself to be so unique and, and so different and so individual? 
I mean, I feel like the anger I see online about AI art, it's unlike anger towards any other industry. No one cares about the vast number of American truckers that are probably going to become obsolete. And I would say, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine that that is a heck of a lot more jobs that are going to be replaced by AI than with artists. Why do people get so angry about AI-generated art? I think for two reasons. One, going back to, you know, artists who have taken the time and years to develop their skill might feel threatened by someone who can create something just as amazing without taking all of those years to develop that skill. And it might feel offending to them, which in that case, that's a lesson I think we repeatedly learn in our lives, you know, that there's always room for more art out there and there's nothing about what someone else is creating that changes what you create. And I think the other reason is because, you know, going back to just art itself is emotional and the art we create is from the artist's emotional state. And I think people when they see something created with AI it feels like maybe this person is just trying to cheat without using their emotions and just trying to use something to make money maybe and that's going to happen in every industry everyone's going to not everyone but there are going to be people who are looking for all the shortcuts in any way and just putting what they can to put a price tag on it. And I think that's obvious in all industries of what is made with soul, even if there is a AI hand or what is made just to generate a profit. Two questions. It's okay if you don't want to answer the first one. Did seeing this AI robot, the robot, or friend the robot, did seeing him paint for you, did it make you feel less special? No, not at all. Um, it made me really excited. I mean, it made me feel actually even more special, maybe, because thinking about where this canvas that I have of where I started this similar piece at home years ago, and not even sure where it's in my house, just unfinished, and then seeing this finally come to life, and even better than I could have imagined before, I was just going to paint the lyrics on the canvas before, and now I have the entire portrait of the artist over top of it. It just is even better than I could ever could have imagined from my own talent in my brain because I knew that I couldn't do that myself. So it makes me feel amazing. Yeah, I can see that. Your eyes lit up when you were talking about it. You look happy. So do you think the robot has an artistic soul? Do you think there's anything behind it that's special or thinking for itself? Or is it programmed according to you? Do you think it will always do exactly what you tell it to do? I think us as humans and our emotions, we like to we like to think that, you know, and that's what maybe gives people that initial anger, you know, as you maybe see the brushstrokes happening by the robot and you can almost see it make a stroke and then almost hover above the painting afterwards. And it looks like it's thinking, you know, and observing its work. But, you know, of course, it's not doing that. Everything is already pre-programmed. We just hit go and it does it on its own. So just for my listeners... There is a painting in the studio of the robot. It's a self-portrait that the robot made, and it's of the robot at work. Tell me how that came about. What prompt did you give it, and do you think that's how the robot actually sees itself? So that concept came from we were doing a collection of robots from different movies and well-known robots, iconic robots that everybody knows, to play at the idea of what the robot would want to paint. And, you know, even with that, it's still us 
playing on the concept of this is what the robot would want to paint and it's us imagining that. So with us imagining that concept, we thought it would be, you know, funny to have it do a self-portrait. So really that is us uploading an image of that we took of the robot and designed it ourselves. So, you know, it's still us as the artist creating that design and then telling it to paint it. And we like to just make it, you know, seem like it was the robot's concept. So that was not actually a self-portrait that the robot made. It was a portrait that you and the studio owners came together and created. Right. Yes. Yeah. Do you think the robot has a soul? Not at all. I mean, the robot itself is just an arm with five joints, you know, that turn in different directions. And then our software just takes the image and creates layers of brushstrokes that can be blended to create that image. So any soul that you feel from the piece is still the artist coming through with their palette and their image that they chose and the lighting on the entire piece. And yeah, the robot itself is just a machinery to carry that out. Machinery to carry that out. Crystal, why do you think the most creative and fun skills are being replaced before the more boring ones? Why is the robot making our art? Why isn't he or it or she or whatever? I don't want to get canceled. Why isn't it doing our taxes? Why isn't it folding our laundry? Why isn't it dealing with customer service? You know, why is it making art? There actually is right now, just recently created in September 2023, AI tax assistance. An AI assistant will do your taxes for you. And there might even be something, I think there is something developing to fold laundry. So I think really all industries right now, even the boring tasks that we want AI to complete, I think there either already is or someone currently developing AI to help us with those functions. And I think, you know, going back to art being so emotional that this is the most shocking to us. So maybe the other ones don't stick out in our brains as much. They're not as shocking to us, so we don't remember it. But this, with all the emotions attached to it, is what gets such a bigger reaction. But all of them is just tools to increase our speed in everything that we do, which in you know, 2023, I think we all need more time. We have more ideas than time in the day. And we need tools in every form of our lives to accelerate. And this is just a harder one to swallow. We all need more time in the day. I see that mantra. We all need more time. We all want more time. Why do you think we're so obsessed with automating everything? I feel like the more automation that happens, the more work we create for ourselves. With all of the technologies in our modern world, I feel like we get busier. You know, there's more expectation. There's more, you got to get this done. Why are you getting this done? You've got a calendar. You've got an assistant. Why do you think humans are so obsessed with automating everything? And what are we really doing with our extra time? Our brains have come up all the time with so many things we want to do in our lives that we maybe can't physically carry them all out in the time that we have. And so we're all obsessed with automations to be able to help us to have more time to do other things that we want to do. And, you know, maybe it seems at first like this is creating more things for us to do, as you say, but really as it all integrates, a lot of the little things that we do are going to be accelerated and just taken care of. And we're going to be able to do so much more in our lives and be able to have more time 
for more meaningful things and human interaction and good moments. For my listeners, can you tell me about your favorite work that the robot artist has created, not including your beautiful piece with the lyrics? My favorite piece would probably be the Autumn Road piece that we have. So that's six panels. The original image is a photo of a dirt road and all the fall. The trees are the colors of fall and all the leaves have fallen to the ground and the whole floor is a carpet of the leaves as well. And I made this one. It wasn't my concept. I was doing it for the company. And I think it's really interesting because when I made each piece, so, you know, it's two by three canvases, two by three 16 by 16 inch canvases, making one larger piece of one fuller image. And when I made each individual canvas, it was hard to see how the final outcome would be. Each piece, I was like, I don't know how this is going to look. I don't know what this looks like. The whole thing is red. And when I finally made all pieces and then put them together, and then you're able to stand back, you're able to see the original image, and it's really beautiful. So yeah, I think that'd be my favorite. I didn't even think about you watching the robot make your art. Are there ever times where you stop the robot and you're like, hey, robot, you're getting this wrong. You need to do this instead. What's your success rate also with the robot? How many pieces does it make that you like? And the studio owners, do they give you full control over that? If you're like, this piece is not designed well, we need to toss it. Do they let you do that? Can you tell me about that whole process? Yeah, so I'm really lucky for my boss and everything to really value my artist expertise. He really lets me, whatever I think, he lets me fix or carry out. So I have to make pieces sometimes for the marketing or for the company of something that they would like to make. And then other times I'm able to create something that I want to create. Sounds like you might be more of a conductor for the robot as it's making your art. Is that accurate? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, most definitely. I'd say half of the pieces that come out, or maybe a little more than maybe like 60 or 70%, I actually enjoy and like it. There's a few pieces that I stop halfway through and start again. Sometimes the colors might look good in the rendered image, but then they mix a little too dark on the canvas and you can't really see all the highlights of what I'm trying to show in the piece. And sometimes I will be extremely critical of it. And, you know, and my boss will be like, oh, well, at least let it finish because it's easy to be critical of it, you know, halfway through it until you see the final outcome. Is the robot learning as you tell it more and more of what you want? Is it changing its style to match more of what you'd like to see from it? Have you noticed an increase in the success of the art or has it stayed, you know, stagnant since you started? So the robot itself doesn't learn Every time we have an update, there's a lot of improvements, maybe less brushstrokes, so less time or a more clear image and the brushstrokes render an image. And then myself, I have definitely learned. I'm learning how to improve and different things that look better, you know, maybe not using the color black in a palette because it makes everything darker maybe using a dark blue and a brown instead of black and then it fills in everything in the dark areas with those colors instead or making the subject a little bit larger so it can get more detail. There's lots of things that I've learned um, while working with Robohood that just make the image look better. That's why they have me as far as custom paintings or anything like that. Someone came in yesterday with a photo of themselves and the original image 
they weren't really coming out right and I actually just ended up taking them outside and took a photo of them myself because I knew exactly what would look good in the end and paintings that's going to come out from this are going to be amazing I'm I'm happy that I took the time to fix little things in it to make it even better I know it would be impossible for you to tell me all the little changes you've made in your artistic style since starting Work with a Robot, but can you take me through some of them? So you're using less black. You know what photographs are going to work better with the robot. What else? Anything where I can make the subject larger, especially the face, it can get finer detail. Cutting out the background definitely helps so there's not confusion in the background of as to what it is. Bringing up the brightness and the contrast and the saturation helps a lot so that the colors can be way more vivid in the final outcome. How happy are people when they see the finished work? What is the percentage trait you would say of people saying, this is amazing, I really like this, I'm happy with my purchase versus them going, oh, actually, I want this changed. What does that look like? What's that process like? Do people get more options? Do they value your time less because you are using a robotic assistant? Can you tell me about that? So far, everyone has loved their final piece because we're able to show them the rendered image of what the painting should look like before we paint it. So if there's something that they don't like, we're able to change some things until we get it to how they like. And we aren't able to get it how they like, then they don't have to purchase. And I think maybe one person didn't get back to us after we showed them the images, which we could have maybe changed something if they discussed with us what they didn't like. But other than that, everyone's loved their final piece. I think maybe just one time too there was an artist who gave us their digital work and wanted to have the robot paint it and they ended up not picking up the painting and honestly I agree because the final painting it was really hard to see the original work in the painting it didn't really duplicate it it didn't look exactly like it and you know for an artist who put so much work into that original piece and then hoping that it could replicate it you know and it looks not exactly like it. I could see why they didn't want to buy it. But that was a painting, not a digital work. So that was an artist trying to get a painting of their painting, which was hard for the robot to duplicate. So anything from an image is going to be a lot easier for the robot to create. That's so interesting. You know, there's this London-based illustrator I am in love with. Amazing work. I was interested in commissioning something from her for my mom for Mother's Day an image of me and her together in the artist's style. I ended up not going through with it because I found out she only sends digital work to people who live outside of her country. If I wanted to, could I pay her the 100 or $200 it is to get the illustration and then go to your studio and print it out? Would you do that? Is that legal? What do you think about that? Just tell me. If it's an image, a digital image, we could most definitely paint it. We always want to make sure that wherever we're getting the image from, that, you know, it's not a copyrighted image or that whoever the artist is won't see the painting and be, you know, upset about it. If something is created with AI or anything like that and we found it online, we will change the prompt to make it ours. If it's something from a photographer, we would love to have that photographer's permission to be able to paint it. Yeah, I gotta say, Crystal, I think the ball is already rolling on this one, adding prompts to make it your own. What would you say to an artist who sees their work changed a tiny bit and printed out? 
what would you tell them if they get upset, if they're angry, if they have emotions about it? What would you say to them as an artist yourself and someone who's quite prolific in her work and has been an artist for most of her life? What would you say? But it's more of a tribute to how much we love that piece and that we made sure to change it so that we're not plagiarizing them in some way, but that we really loved their work and thought that it would look great in the painting, appreciated it. Really for something like that, we would hope to have the artist actually collaborating with us so that it's their work or hopefully our change would be so different that they wouldn't even recognize it as theirs. So you don't actually need to get their explicit permission to make something based on their artwork? I mean, as long as you're not copying their artwork and you're maybe doing something similar, I don't think you need to get their permission. No. You're making a face, but I want you to know, from what I understand, legally, you're in the right. I mean, fashion is not copyrighted. Art styles are not copyrighted. Illustrators can be angry about it, but... As far as I know, you're in the clear. And by the way, I I don't, I'm not a lawyer. I don't have a law degree. Don't take anything I say as legal advice, okay? I just like art for Art Basel. I went through a series of exhibits yesterday. I probably spent about six hours walking around and was flooded by how beautiful all of the art is. Why even have a robot make art when there are already so many artists who are making so many beautiful things? Well, I mean, I think there's always room for more artists in the world. Like I say, art is all about expressing yourself when someone who maybe never painted before finally can without feeling intimidated that they're not going to like what they make. And, you know, if someone's happy and creating something, it doesn't matter how many artists there are in the world, you know, there's always room for someone to enjoy something that they're making. How many art basils have you been to? This is actually my first one. I grew up down here and I almost feel ashamed to say that, but I'm loving it so much and I'll definitely be here almost every year, probably. When do you think we're going to see AI make a big splash at the large positions, exhibitions, exhibitionists? Oh my God. Well, it's called I Don't Know Anything for a reason. When do you think we're going to see AI make a really big splash at huge events like this and what do you think that's going to look like i mean are we going to have sections that say ai art human art mix of both what do you think that's going to look like so i've already seen a lot of ai ar involved art you know where you hold the phone up and the painting starts moving on the phone so i've already seen a lot of new technological art this year things that a lot of people have never seen before And I think this is really just the beginning of that, you know, with AI technology really just advancing recently. So I think next year there could be way, way more than we're even seeing this year. I would like to think that everything will always be labeled, you know, authentically and transparently to how it was created. And I hope to see things all in the same room of things that maybe were created with AI and things that were created all with humans. I think maybe right now there might be some backlash as to putting them together because the artists who are already in that space that made something just by hand might be apprehensive towards something coming in like that. But with so many artists creating things in so many new ways, I hope to see it all involved together. I love art. I love going to exhibitions. I love art shows. I honestly couldn't tell you much about art theory or why something is beautiful. I just know that when I look at something, 
I love it or I don't. And in my life, there have been some paintings that have quite literally brought me to tears. Has that ever happened to you? You saw a rat? Wait one second. Hang on. This is the artist's son, and she saw a rat. And wouldn't you know it, last week I did a podcast on subway rats. Wait a second. What's your name? Uh, Malachi. You saw a rat? Yeah. How big was it? Like this big. Fifteen big. Do you know rats are my biggest fear in the entire world, and my friends in New York thought it would be funny to make me cry by telling me about a rat? I don't know. Rats are scary. I don't know about this. <laughs> but some people kick. That's good. That's okay. Thank you for the subway rat story. Yes, can you give us five minutes and we'll look at the rat together? And I'll look at it for you. Even though it will make me cry. Are you happy about that? I'm going to cry. Do you think that robotic art will ever evoke the same deep emotions in humans? For my listeners, in case you're wondering, one art piece that brought me to tears was the Lilies exhibit. You know, I just saw it, and it was so beautiful, I started crying. Has that ever happened to you? And do you think robotic art, AI-generated art, do you think that's going to evoke the same emotions in humans? Yes, I do. I don't know if I can actually say that I have been brought to tears by a painting. Definitely by art pieces, maybe in other forms. But I I do think that our robotic art can definitely still evoke a lot of emotion. Emotion from viewing a painting comes from the message and the colors and the image and the concept. And especially in our larger pieces where it can get more final detail and the artist can portray the concept of what they'd like to show. I definitely think that there could be art still made from robotic that could instill that emotion. Crystal, this has been extremely informative and interesting. Thank you so much for coming on. I do have one final question for you, which is, if everyone can make great art, what is the value of art? I think this goes back to art is all about how it makes you feel as both the creator expressing themselves and as the observer observing the piece, the emotions that it instills in them. Even art instilling anger is something that happens a lot with art. I think it's so amazing to be able to express yourself through whatever art form you utilize and to be able to play with colors and any medium. If you have never done that before, when you finally get around to it, it's just so freeing. And I think if everyone can make art, then it's a way for everyone to free their mind in whatever way that they've never done before. Thank you so much, Crystal. This was really interesting. Thank you so, so much for having me on. This was so fun. And remember always that, you know, Robohood and robotic art is just a tool for artists. It's just a tool. AI has not replaced you yet. All right, I'm going to go look at her art. It's quite interesting. All right, bye, everybody.